Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 401's After Show. It's the After Show. What happens in the After Show, Johnny? Hit him with it now that we're on 401. Oh, well, I mean, if you've never tuned in the previous 400 episodes. Good that, on you. That you're First of all, you've got a lot of backlog. I would start probably at episode six, then go to two, then four, then one, then three, then seven, and move from there. Trust me. Just, just do mm-hmm. it. Um, anyway, uh, after shows where we talk about things that are sometimes disc golf related. Sometimes we talk about other things such as maybe what we're watching, what we're maybe a movie we went to some weird person you picked up in your car for no reason terry there's a lot of things that we talk about in the after show it's a little more relaxed we can uh, sometimes we have a guest that just shows up sometimes we don't we I don't we have nothing planned for tonight but yeah and funny you you say that <laughs> something weird <laughs> well, i pick up in my car and i just think because it was a few years ago at the ddo where you were just randomly picked up somebody that happened to be from i believe another country and drove them back to their hotel room because you saw them walking along the road yeah exactly that that's exactly what happened i want to say the year might have been 20 it was either 2018 or 2019 probably 2018 i, I could probably figure this out but i think it was 2018 and yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. And I was on my way home as the night was winding down from the festivities out in downtown Emporia. And there was a gentleman who was a golfer, but was clearly struggling with walking. <laughs> and it's it's a couple of miles from downtown out to where a good majority of the hotels are. And I saw this gentleman struggling to 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 keep it on the straight and narrow and i just and i knew it was a golfer and i just knew hey uh so after i went by him one way i i backtracked i actually turned around went pulled up next to him and said hey man you need a ride just get in i'll give you a ride so he jumps in 
It's going to the same area of hotels that I was. So I get over there. I end up dropping him off. And as I'm dropping him off, I end up having a introduction um, to a couple different people. One of which is happens to be running the Toonie. One of the, the truly, as they dubbed it, the dynamic disc open of Finland. And we started having conversation about it, went back and forth. Long story short, he said, hey, we need to get you here. We'd like to have you doing some filming in Finland for this event. And all I keep thinking about is what a random set of circumstances. The The fact that I offered this gentleman a ride, went to the this particular hotel. Other people were still hanging out. I'm going to call it after 2.30 a.m. It was it was late in the evening or early in the morning, depending how you look at things. <laughs> and it was just all serendipitous, I think is the word. And next thing you know, I'm going to the Toonie with a good friend of mine in Johnny Rumble, having an amazing time meeting then hundreds of other new people and certainly a bucket list trip and adventure that I didn't even know was on the bucket list. But once I was there, it was incredible. So yeah, it's certainly one of my most, one of my many memorable moments that took place there at uh, the dynamic disc open a few years ago when it was still then called the GBO. GBO. Oh, David John's on the board saying Terry gave me a ride home from Meckleburg brewery in Charlotte for the am uh, for the Am Worlds a few years ago. That was right. I did that as well. T- Terry just likes to give random people rides <laughs> around. If a golfer needs to get somewhere and I happen to be going somewhere. Well, yeah. and Yeah, if, I'm, if, I'm not opposed if, to doing if that. If the situation arises, of course, that's only the nice and polite and communal thing that we can uh, do. There was a few times a few weeks ago at the Champions Cup. There were it's from the uh, I was parked up in the front where the media and staff were able to park which I appreciate any event that recognizes and then helps out media. I know Ace Run, you hear that as well. Uh, you usually have a lot of expensive equipment that you're carrying and or want to keep near. So having media parking is now a necessity. I'll, I'll just say it. And so in parking there, there was a number of times you'd see players that had to then get out to wherever the, you know, the overflow parking was and the spectator parking was. And often I would, you know, as I was driving, I'm like, oh, man, these people either have to wait for a shuttle or whatever. So I like to offer up. <laughs> I did that last year, actually, uh, at uh, uh, at Maple Hill, and it was more significant there. This gentleman had parked at the whatever the parking area was, and it was like more than a mile. It was a couple miles to walk Jeez. there. And I think they were running a shuttle, but he had missed it or something. So uh, I was like, you got, you're going to have a long enough day walking around this course. I'm more than happy to help out. So. Yeah, I'm just I got candy plastic. Get in the van. <laughs> this is usually what I go with. It's a little creepy. <laughs> I personally wouldn't make that uh, move, but you would. If if I had a CE Firebird or a CE Valkyrie, mm, I don't know. Maybe a CE T Bird. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, wow! Congratulations, David. He says, Terry, I got married in Thailand last Sunday. Congratulations to you, David John. Hope you're doing well. You're probably out on some island right now. Taking this all in out in Thailand. Love to love to see it. That's awesome. Terry Miller. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit last week. You would love the TV show Severance. Ooh, interesting. It's on. I, I know. Do tell. It's on Apple 
TV, so I know Dang that's, that's going to be a little bit difficult, but I think your daughters have a an Apple device. Okay. But it is... We just finished up with the first season. There's only one season so far. It is great. So... Uh, and it's something you would love. And when you say season, are we talking 12 or 13 or ten, 18, t- 10? 10, 10 okay. episodes, I ten, believe. Are, and are we talking... One hour. Four, 48 minutes or so? Uh, or like 48 to 50, whatever, 50, whatever, yeah. You'd like Severance. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I watch that you absolutely would hate. Like, I'm going to go at some point see uh, Doctor Strange 2. Mm. Not something you're going to enjoy. Yep, Severance, nope. you will enjoy. All right. So get, make, make it a point to find a way to watch it because I think it's worth it for you. All right. Yeah, I need to make a, a, a pretty detailed list. There's a lot of stuff that I am uh, haven't been able to uh, consume. Mm-hmm. So that's one that uh, I can add to the list, as you're okay. saying. Go for it. Okay. Uh Sorry, Ray, also in the after show, again, if you're new here, we love kind of keep an eye on the chat boards. YouTube chat is the easiest, but whatever, however you want to interact. If you have something you want to ask specifically, you want us to expand upon or maybe dig into or you're just spitballing with stuff, feel free to shoot it to us in the chat. That will also uh, help drive what we see and hear and do in the after show. Uh, And Ray had said... Uh, Brian Earhart, which apparently I've been pronouncing wrong for years and no one ever told me. Yeah, because you kept calling him Earhart. Correct. Uh, Brian Earhart Earhart was great on the course this weekend, especially after the wind got balanced out and we could hear him. Certainly. Yeah, that was the difficult part was trying. First, he had a lav mic, which are the little ones that you clip on your your chest, and that was getting blown out. And then we moved to a, I believe he had a shotgun mic because that's what they had available, something with a, a... because the they didn't have anything great to cover up a, a stick mic, so they went with a shotgun mic, which did not work any better, even though they had it covered up. So that was awful. Uh, and then finally, on that final day, it, there was something. You know, the wind was down, so we could actually talk with Brian. Yeah, so it was great. I'll say that me having some experience being in the field. And and walking around the course throughout a few of the events, such as Champions Cup and all the other ones I've I've done that at, I feel like it makes it a little bit easier for me to know and recognize what our course correspondents are then likely capable of and uh, incorporating them as much as I can. I feel like that's very much a two way street. It it just become very apparent to me. I know, again, I, I typically know where they could or should be standing in theory, just within relation to that overall uh, job. And then I just constantly want to challenge myself about thinking, hey, how can we have this person who's out in the field give us the insight as if, well, as if they're there, which they are, but give us these these particular insights that we aren't postulating or guessing on or... Um, yeah, in the dark about whatever the case might be. So that that's kind of how it all plays out. And then uh, to be fair, though, there's also a really specific dance. And what I mean by that is there might be the like fourth fox trot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Charleston, the, the fourth person, for instance, let's say Ricky Wysocki threw fourth and he throws a particular shot and there's something I notice in it, whether it's where it lands or or if it's stuck in something or not or whatever the case might be. He throws a shot. Our producer, who is usually Mo, Mo may in his mind is already thinking, hey, wait, we want to show a replay of the person that threw first or 
The second the fourth guy is teed off here on hole seven, we're actually going to show you this incredible putt of somebody that's playing up ahead on hole nine. And so by me calling out Brian in this instance, me saying, hey, Brian, you know, what happened with that disc after it hit the ground, you know, with relation to what Ricky just did, that actually throws Mo, I'm not going to say into a tizzy, but it understandably throws him off because he in his head was already planning to go to a replay or planning to go to a, a whatever. And so this is all part of the dance that we're all working and striving and sh- striving to improve is having some of these cues and or capabilities of doing such. So that's, there's no better way. This it's a dance. It's a constant dance and trying not to step on other people's toes. And so, but also knowing where Brian might be. And if Brian can adequately answer the question, I want to set him up for success every single time I go to him And, 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 you know, really to spill some of the sauce or secret, Brian may have something that's incredibly insightful that he may text to me that I may or may not see immediately rather than me just sharing, which I do sometimes rather than me sharing it, depending on kind of the context and with what it's in regard to, I may essentially lob, turn that phrase or that insight into a question so that Brian then can elaborate or discuss exactly what he was, he had originally texted me about. And I think it's just this constant dance of being able to do that, that we're always working on. That's just the part of the job. I feel very similar to how, when I've been working with Nate Perkins, I feel like that's all part of the overall process. And all I can say is, you know, sometimes we're dealing with technology. Sometimes we're dealing with signal, which is part of technology. Uh, Sometimes we're just dealing with proximity. If, if you're in a bad spot, and somebody's asked me four times, hey, is that out of bounds? And I happen to be on the wrong side of the fairway every time. I may not have that answer. But those are all the types of things, again, we continue to deal and work through. And I, I, it's becoming more and more fun as we continue to do it. So that's some of the behind the scenes. And I, it's been a long process. It really has. And I, I know there's been some frustration in the control room. And there's frustration on the ground when I've been on the ground and or in the booth. It's it's all a matter of of getting these kind of final kinks worked out. So it's been pretty crazy. Uh, our resident mild troll disc blaster has a valid question. Is Elaine done commentating? Says it would take some serious balls to come back. Um, my understanding, and I have not heard anything different, is that she will be back. I think she's scheduled for at least one, maybe two more events. Now, she. I haven't been on, again, I haven't been on many of the conversations. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. But she is still, I believe, on the schedule. Uh, Terry can verify that probably. Yeah, the schedule hasn't changed. I had a brief conversation okay. so, yeah, uh, earlier sure. uh, with, with Jeff as we were closing out. Rightfully be back. Um, some other conversations with regard to the, you know, this last weekend. And we were both, we were just looking ahead, literally just looking ahead at the schedule. Who's going to be where? Who's doing what? You know, those types of things. And Elaine, as our FPO, uh, 
uh, color commentator. I was trying to think of the exact phrasing. As our FPO color commentator, she is absolutely on the schedule. And anything she was scheduled for, she's still scheduled for. There's been no changes in that capacity. Exactly what those events are. I mean, I look ahead and I see her listed, for example, at Portland Open. That's one where I see her on the list. So um, there's going to be other ones, I'm sure. Uh, Whatever she was on the schedule for, she's still going to be on the schedule. Unless something at this point changes, which would be news to me. But otherwise, no, there's there has not been a change. No. And I again, I stand behind Elaine and think that she should be back. I, I have no reason or qualms behind it. I think we had that discussion with Elaine on the broadcast, and I think that uh, mistakes will be made. And, you know, and we move on and we get better and we improve. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we can say to that. So. And, and for what it's worth. Uh, some of the, well, all of those decisions in particular, <laughs> maybe even with regard to myself, uh, we're not making those oh, decisions. God, no. Those are made well above us. And uh, yeah, those calls uh, are not within our, our pay grade. Mm-hmm. No. So we're just literally looking at a spreadsheet that has a schedule on it. So yeah, but no, and she's on that spreadsheet. Exactly. Okay. Um, trying to read if there's anything else uh barry is back and i think you're talking about barry the show which i did uh i have <laughs> i have not gotten into that one yet I'm ever waiting. not yet yeah i've no. seen a, i saw a this couple the, of the first few episodes and i really really did this is the final it. season maybe i don't that i I, don't I, I couldn't speak more i saw like the first two episodes and that's all i've ever seen but i would have no problem getting back into it it was it was pretty good uh what i did see yeah so if if I'll have to look, and if this is the final season, then I will go back, Which because I, th- I think it's on HBO Max. I'll go back and watch those. I need something to watch uh, without my wife, just as a time filler. Not that she wouldn't like it, but some you know we've got plenty of together shows, and she watches, I think, uh, what, Bridgerton, thankfully without me, mm. uh, some show called Call the Midwife which is like some show based out of, I think the forties in Britain about midwives. I don't know. Anyway, shows that I have no interest in watching. Um, I'm always looking for a different show to, to watch. So maybe I'll watch Barry. All right. Uh, I don't, I think this is the right time to plug my tournament. Uh, now, in a couple of weeks, I'm hosting the Skyline Classic. That's going to be the same weekend as the OTB Open. I do not have a part in the OTB Open. And after lots of different scheduling configurations and looks and options or non-options and planning or lack of planning and everything and beyond, uh, I'm going to be hosting the Skyline Classic. I think I talked about that briefly with Ricky earlier, but it is a B tier here in Wisconsin, southeastern Wisconsin. We've got two great courses and the red, the regular registration is opening tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central. Well, depending on what day you're listening to this, uh, opening at 7 p.m. Central on May 4th is when it has opened. And it's going to ultimately has a max capacity of 288 players. I've got two courses. So you'll play one on Saturday morning and then you'd play the other one on Saturday afternoon. And then your tournament's done. All the other divisions are then on the opposite day, so on and so forth. So that's taking place. And if people want to pre-reg for it right now, there's some sponsorship options to do so as we speak. But yes, 
That is uh, the Skyline Classic taking place in just a couple of weeks here in Wisconsin. Good plug for that. Great. I, I haven't even, I've never even plugged. I want to quickly just say uh, we're working on it in more uh, depth and detail, but I've kind of quietly, um, I haven't done any of the work actually. They've done it all work. Uh, Nick and Juliana have, I have a website where people can buy stuff. What? Yeah. Like, and it's been up for a few weeks. I clearly have promoted it very well, but if anyone goes out to shop, dot the disc golf guy.com you it's, it's a website you can actually buy stuff like a, 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 a like a real shopping website? cart site yeah it's an actual website with a shopping cart and some products on it it's not flashy or fancy at the moment it's got hundreds maybe thousands of discs now uh pictures of the actual disc it's all mm. out there it's funny that i never talk about it clearly i'm not doing so hot on that i should probably uh give it a try but it's going to continue to get filled with Tons of goodies, and uh, yeah, I just want to say that it's out there, and it's available. Some people ask, how can we support what's going on? Um, that's one way in which you could do so if you wish. There you go. Yeah. If you'd like to support me, go to patreon.com slash smashboxTV. That's right. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that, that's the Let's best. give something away, in fact, Johnny. What? Sm- Smashbox TV's Patreon supporters get a weekly chance at a giveaway? Yes. Gosh, all of them? Anyone who donates at least a dollar, which is like the minimum you can donate a month, they get a chance at a at a prize. We have 179 people this week that are going to get a chance at a prize. Is that what I'm hearing, Terry? That sounds amazing. And it, they might even get it sent to them soon now that I'm home for a few weeks playing a little catch up on uh, and mustard. Hey, on no. the weekly giveaway drawings. So appreciate you guys. If if you your name's been called. Let's double check that I've got your address. And second of all, thank you for uh, being patient if you've got something on the way. So we have 179 people eligible for our Patreon giveaway. Terry Miller, what number should we pick? I have sorted it by email address backwards. Z to A. Oh, so uh, xylophone killer should be on the top of the list. Uh, Yes, if that were an email, yes. (laughs) at uh at myspace.com all right um let's go with uh i i like i like two you're always a two man i do like the twos all right so our first number is 47 our second number higher lower than 47 terry uh higher higher that's a good guess i I mean mean, i've just yeah that's just numbers right our second number is 163 163 i need to minimize this page now 163 we're going way towards the bottom ben jackson who's yeah it starts with a b ben jackson congratulations you are our patreon supporter giveaway for tonight so thank you we will find something Terry's yeah, got, we will. Terry's got something. I've got some goodies showing up. I'm making another just Ooh. today. Spoke to the to the fine fellas over there at Double G Jerky. I've got more jerky on order. I've got some other goodies that are all getting ordered. Some for the tournament. Some uh, for additional giveaways. So just yeah, just know there's some goodies that are all going to be here and start getting shipped out to you guys. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. Carney says <laughs> has put it perfectly. We just need that uh, that little disclaimer for every weekly giveaway 
uh, we'll go with, uh, please allow one to 52 weeks for shipping. Sometimes. You know, I don't need 54, 52. That's, that's, that's one year, right? We're usually pretty uh, one to one to 52 weeks. No, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you to all of the supporters out there and looking forward to, uh, getting some of your free goodies out there for you guys. Ray Zerhausen asks Terry Miller. What do you think of the Packers draft? Oh my gosh. Huh? Well, here's what I saw of it. Okay, yeah, yes. Tell tell me, give me your informed opinion on the Packers draft. I saw none of it. Okay. Um, but I did see as a side note, I saw that they closed part of the Vegas Strip in Vegas, and now they're considering making that a permanent thing to close like the actual Vegas Strip during in a in a certain section of it to make it more accessible for people to walk around more safely out there which i feel like ruins like driving down the vegas strip but driving down the vegas strip is nowhere near as fun as walking it in the first place so i'm torn on this because i do love their they did it for the draft and now it was it was considered or proposed that hey could we permanently do this i just feel like when you have an iconic street like that and it's that long you like you it's the whole vegas strip so to be like oh hey well for this like three block section they're going to close the entire Vegas Strip for the F1 race. Okay. Later on this year. Are I they believe. racing on it? I believe so. Maybe it's next year, but fairly certain it's uh, maybe it's next year. But yeah, the entire strip that they'll be. <laughs> anyway, so that yeah, they I know are more ra- about the, the Vegas way, Strip closing due to the draft than I know about who was drafted and, for the team here in and Wisconsin. And they are racing on it, by the way. Okay. So. I st- Still don't know anything about F1, but that's another story. There's a yeah. lot of things I'm... I don't know anything about F1. I'm I, just heard, I just thought it was like, wow, you're closing the Vegas Strip. Um, the Packers draft. I, I, I mean, we got wide receivers in the second round, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, a deep threat, sounds like. I don't know much about college football, so these guys, uh, you know, most of the time I look at them, I go, I don't know. I uh, got a couple defensive players in the first round. And that's about as much as I paid attention, to be honest. So I'm I'm relatively happy with the draft. Um, Packers have had some really good luck in the past with second round wide receivers. Jordy Nelson, I believe. I think Devontae Adams was one. Um, uh, there was one other second round wide receiver that we had drafted in the past that was really, really, really good. For yeah, Donald us. Driver. I don't think Donald Driver was a second. I don't know. I'm just so, throwing. But out anyway, yes. Yeah, so I mean, as 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 much as uh, as much as I can say about it, I'm I'm okay with it. We yeah. got a, we got wide receivers, and that's what we're looking for. So, okay. uh, was there any a uh, little grander scale? Was there any significant? massive shakeups or surprises or or gets that were there were a lot of trades more so i feel like than in past years um we saw like it felt like every wide receiver was was changing teams at some point um aj brown who was a titan for a long time got traded to philadelphia and um marquise brown they call hollywood um, he got traded over to Arizona, and these these are like really good wide receivers. So there was a little bit of shakeup there, but yeah, I mean, I mean, stuff that you know you'll figure out when you start your fantasy team later this year. Terry. I can't wait to <laughs> to get into that. Uh, kind of along the line of of numbers, we'll say PDJ made a little blip, a little announcement yesterday, saying that the fifteenth hundred. Disc had been approved. Today marks a milestone of the fifteenth, fifteen hundredth 
PDJ. That's not as easy to say as you'd think. PDJ approved disc. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. What did they tell you? What disc it was? Uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to click more. Fifteen hundred approved discs, and and I looked and I saw a handful of discs, and there was a Discmania disc that was approved yesterday. Uh, some disc called the Douglas Fir. Sounds like something I could get into. Sounds like a tree you could get into, Terry. <laughs> uh, and there was like one other one, but yeah, there's. I mean, people are. There's a lot of discs that are being approved these days, hmm. Terry Miller. Okay. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. What else I was just going to say about not so much PDGA. Come on, people. What was I thinking about? Challenge at Goat Hill is going on this weekend. Best of luck to you, Alan and crew. Um. Drucifer asks, has PDG ever denied a disapproval? Absolutely. Um, my layman's explanation would be that you have a disc, you send it to the PDGA. There's all sorts of very specific guidelines that it has to fall within, meaning it can be a certain weight depending on the diameter of the disc, leading edges, the, the overall flexibility of the disc. There's all these. It's all listed. I, I'm not, I can't spew them all off the top of my head under the standards, uh, but they're standards and specifications. It can only be of a certain degree of sharpness. Lots of these, dip, the leading yeah, wing, uh, the, the wing and blah, blah, blah. All sorts of uh, very scientific things that I certainly don't. I don't want to say I don't care about, but I would never further investigate or have anything to do with personally of all things in disc golf. Making a disc is is will will likely go down as one of the few things in disc golf. I will absolutely never touch in any capacity. I just don't have the scientific interest and or background to it. Uh, but yes, there have absolutely been discs. And in fact, there's been some unique discs that have been approved and then not approved and then approved again. That's a whole nother, that could be a whole podcast in its own, but yeah, if they don't meet certain guidelines and restrictions and specifications, it could be denied. And then maybe people sometimes will come back with an adjustment to it and so on. But yeah, I mean, there's reasons why we have these specs and if something falls outside of that, then they should not be approved. And yeah, so, and that's all, um, uh, 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 Jeff Homburg had mm-hmm. to draw for it uh, out in Arizona. He, in fact, I think he's one of the lead or the lead on the technical standards committee in terms of baskets getting sent to him along with discs getting sent to him. And he does, uh, he goes through all the different uh, tests and measurements and everything of that nature. So there you go. Hopefully that answers your question. Um, does DD mow the grass at country club themselves or do they rely on the city? Uh, it would, it would for country club. They, you would rely on the actual country club. Presumably. Yes. Or it might be a DD staff member, but probably the country club themselves. Um, I saw that as one of the, well, maybe for DDO, it would be a DD member for some of the areas that are off of the fairway. But in general, I would assume that would go to the country club. As far, and then maybe similar for Jones, you would rely on the city for the most part, unless it was something unique that you wanted. You could probably, knowing knowing 
dynamic with their relationship with the city of Emporia, I'm guessing that they could go out there and request something or maybe do it themselves. Oh, we should have a segment after every week. This would be led by you guys. We should have a segment every week. What was the, no, what was the dumbest shit Terry said on the broadcast or most inaccurate? Oh, that would be tough. (laughs) I know you guys don't have all day, but no, seriously. Like I, I would, I would totally own that in a heartbeat. Sure. Because there's there's naturally things either I accidentally say, mm-hmm. then there's occasionally things I, well, I never screw up on purpose, clearly, but here's here's one minor example, and uh, you could argue it if you want to get into, you know, some semantics maybe, but at one point I was referencing Simon, and I don't believe I didn't get blown up for this, I was referencing Simon, and I said something about, oh, and he became a dad eight months ago. His child is like either eight or 12 weeks. I yeah, I was going to say, I, I was going to say two to three months old, right? But yeah. is, I think, I think eight weeks. So you said eight months instead of eight weeks. Yeah. All right. So that's just, but then s- one could argue, well, when do you really become a dad? Uh, you know, don't know. No, 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 t- no, no, <laughs> not no. Today. today is the worst day okay. to talk no, about and that I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But my point is, I, I, I thought the chat was going to blow me up. Not one person said anything. Yeah, well, they, maybe everyone just realized, oh, Terry had a slip of the... Uh, or they didn't realize or they didn't catch it. Or they didn't care enough to actually to say anything about it. Anyway, so th- there's one example. That, in my opinion, is pretty minor. Ray says he's going to sit with a notebook. <laughs> Please do. Next time. Like, in fact, start a blog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Terry's FUPS.com. No, I don't expect that much effort into it. Yeah, Ryan Pilcher, he's on it. Yeah, thanks, guy. Yeah, I now I'll know who my friends really are, right? Like, well, I've got this list. It's 77 items deep. Oh, I've got a list. I just think it, I, I would totally own it. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you put accidental, accidental call-outs and, and names in there, too? No. Like when I almost closed the show calling did, it the Jonesboro Open? Yeah. One of the days? You did. Yeah. <laughs> not ac- Not almost. You did. <laughs> yeah, actually, jo- I think you said JBO, but... <laughs> No, I said Jonesboro. Did you say Jonesboro? I specifically said Jonesboro. Oh. I having no idea how that got into my brain. Yeah. No, you definitely did that because I, 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 I corrected and said dynamic disopen, but I did say the word Jonesboro. Mm. Yeah. Does that count? There's a difference between, uh, yeah, 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 that would be a mistake, Terry. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> did you appreciate at least the walk-up song if Thomas Gilbert, when he was laying up and he was jump-putting on jump-putting? On the T sure. of one, and then jump putted onto the green, it and I said sh- it should be jump jump by Crisscross. Correct. Yes. Or jump around maybe by House yeah. of Pain. Yes. Um, and then I also we all got a little excited. Well, maybe not all of us. I guess me when when Ella had Genesis and she got it. She got it put into the middle of the song. Yes, so. that was that was mm-hmm. Definitely a pro level move, and uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, do we lose the, this? This remains maybe a question or not. Does our Disc Golf Pro Tour YouTube channel lose all monetization for oh. all four of those or all eight of those rounds due to walk up songs? I would have to assume so, right? J- just the YouTube ones. The DGN is a private one that's not. Yeah, monetized. no, no. That, so, yeah, just so it YouTube. would just so it would just be the, the the final round, the final day, the two YouTube ones. My guess, and I could go look around final day. They had walk up songs all day, didn't they? I know, but the only the final day is on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Good call. The other ones are on DGN. Okay. So, yes. um, And and, uh, 
we'll have a bigger conversation about this maybe offline okay but yes there was some discussion about that and what what the correct procedure is for how we want to do that but my guess is if i looked the not only could the dgpt get a, a copyright strike which there are you know whatever um those two rounds are probably demonetized causing probably a couple at minimum a few hundred dollars in advertising for YouTube advertising, maybe up to a thousand around for um, the DGPT. So yeah. literally just because of those walk-up songs and you and I dealt with this with Smashbox as well. We were, we got dinged and they demonetized those videos because of the music that's playing in the background. And it's not just the walk-up songs. I mean, when we cut to, when we're on the second card and we cut to the, the, the lead card or the feature card, whatever you want to call it, depending on the day, standing by hole one, waiting to tee, they're blaring music in the background. Mm-hmm. And that is all copyright music it's not they, they don't they don't look for the uh the royalty free music to play there <laughs> they get the crowd pumped so yeah i mean that and that's a that i think that's just one of those uh expenses you just have to kind of write off for ddo yeah and i don't yeah exactly I, i'm not sure how much of a concern that it really is uh and the big yeah. picture but it is something that if you're a youtuber like myself, like Ace Run Productions and the people that uh, do have some monetization on YouTube, when there are things, and I guess that's what we should maybe even explain, is when you have music like that that is distinctly heard and then picked up by the YouTube magic machines, that specifically uh, will then alert YouTube or YouTube alerts you and says, hey, you can't have other people's music playing and therefore... Um, you know, you're not able to run ads or have monetization on your video. So that's what we're kind of explaining here. So uh, somebody asked Terry, I was, I believe yeah, it, which I, believe it was I, I have a different perspective on, on this question. So I'm excited to actually see it. Cause I didn't. Okay. At, um, I didn't see it live. Ray. And I did. And I was laughing at this and in, in respect, I even mentioned it to him on Twitter, even though I don't know if he mon- watches his Twitter much anymore for Austin Hannum. Terry, did you notice Austin Hannum's boxing out in quotes, the camera guy in the T box of 17 after cat missed her putt on 16. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if I went to the, I might, I probably went you, to the restroom. You might here, have I think, run because I don't remember seeing this. So basically what happened is as we know on 16, cat had a putt fell out the right side, got off and rolled out. We walk up to 17 and I'm talking to the camera and it's my job to, Make sure that we're telling a story, and the story was Cat's missed putt. So I tell our camera one, I said, camera one, stick with Cat. Show me Cat. I want to see how she's reacting to this to this adversity. You know, she's just give it. And so what we saw, and I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll put it up on the on the broadcast, was this. So at this point, I'm telling camera one to 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 show. So at this so. I've told the camera, okay, no, I can't see her. Can, can you can you shift? And at this point, he does this, and Austin Hannum makes a move, and then we move back, and Austin Hannum kind of makes that move, and then I call it off. I basically say, hey, okay, we're 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 that that's enough. We're not here to harass a player. Sure. I, I'm there to get a reaction. Austin Hannum, being her caddy and her boyfriend, uh, whether it was by instruction for Cat or just. A, a a move he felt was proper at that point um 
blocked our camera. He, he pulled the shot block and, and, and blocked it. And I'm here to say I'm okay with it. I'm a hundred percent okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, we, I've always had the policy. I think I've said this on the show before my, again, my job is to show the story, show cat. We've seen this in the past where players have literally walked away from us, walked off the course, walked away from our cameras. I kind of have like a, a three to four second rule that says, cool. Are they walking away? Follow them. If they keep walking away, then we don't. If you don't want to be on this, if this isn't what you want, we're not going to harass you about it. Cat stayed at the T. It's sports. You have to be there. And I do not blame Austin Hannum one bit. I do not hold it anything against him. And I respect him for it, actually. I think he did what he felt was right for his player and his girlfriend. But I, I put him in the caddy role at that point. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, so obviously I was there because I hear myself talking. I, I was not paying attention to that. I was setting up whatever my question was that I had then thrown out to Brian. And so I did not notice the actual move. I had heard later from a, a, a camera crew member that it they had felt that it was 100% intentional. I feel And, like and everything you just said... Uh, I, yeah, all seems logical and I yeah. can go along with, which is, you know, she didn't want a camera on her. Uh, he intentionally was trying to assist her. I, I, I've got no problem with that. I, th- I think just like you said, it's a matter of um, if there's a comfort level, you don't want to get past that of of then feeling like you're legitimately harassing. And, and clearly you're not. We're filming in a public park at a at a at a mm-hmm. televised event. So. Clearly, there are, you know, some expectations, but as you said, you don't have to force the issue, so to speak, because nope. it's not really going to uh, solve anything by doing so. But yeah, um, intentional, it seemed to be the it, uh, the effort for sure, which I mean, I can understand. I'd say there's probably a one in 500 chance that it was unintentional based on the way our camera moved and the way Austin moved. Uh, and again, like I said, Just, that's that's a he, there are times that I think. That's one of the few times I feel like blocking our camera is is a legit move. Um, there are plenty of times that we get caddies that get in our way, and I and I will tell I will literally tell a cat a cameraman move that guy. I don't care who he is, move him. Yeah, like if 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 the player already has their disc and they are lining up for a shot, then I don't want the caddy in front of my in front of my camera. Now, if I would never move a caddy. If the player was still conversing with them, if they were still getting a disc, but there are plenty of times I'll, I'll tell I'll tell a cameraman, like, get that guy out of my view. I do not want to see him or her or whomever and just yeah. just move them. Well, any, yeah, any and, which and way possible, especially if they're if it's someone who if it's incidental, of course. But well, yeah, or someone who doesn't maybe even belong there or shouldn't be there. And obviously, Austin, in this case, should be uh, as he's her caddy. Some other people sometimes are lingering or yes. there's a spectator or someone that's a hanger on that isn't really maybe supposed to be part of the group in the first place that happens to be there and and is just simply getting in the way. I mean, at the end of the day, the the players are there to throw their best shot and perform at their peak. And we are right there as this this very next in line to then record all of that. And so and everyone else, for the most part, needs to. Uh, yeah, uh, Alan Risley, and this is something that we've actually talked about and we've done it in the past, says, I'd like to see whole maps displayed along with or rather than drone fly throughs. Um, yes. And yes, uh, it's already been discussed again. I know we used to do it a couple of years ago. We would get the 
uh, PNGs of the whole maps and you they would slide in from the right hand side and show you the map and then slide out. And I think we're going to try to work on that for the broadcasts uh, a little bit more. Um, I, I can't promise it's going to be coming up in the next broadcast or two, but I do know that we're working with the graphics. I think we just can get just the U-Disc ones, the same ones they get, trim them up, make them fit, and have them be able to come in or overlay on the side. At that point, I would just say, you know, if a player is on the tee, let's say they're, you know, they're kind of lining it up. We know it's maybe a slower player. And I could say, hey, uh, frame them left and we're going to put up a whole map and the whole map would slide in and we can see it and look at it. Um, or we can put it up with the whole preview with with the drone flyover. And we want to get real fancy, which we won't um, at this point. You know, you can have at one point we I think Mo had done a little line and I've done it in the past that follows where the drone is and this things like that. Um, someday we'll probably get there, but I, there is talk already about doing maps for whole previews of some sort, whether it's on the drive, on the approach or whatnot. So yeah. ex- expect it, but don't expect it. Yeah, and I know there's a, a gentleman or two that have reached out to me personally mm-hmm. that also are in that realm. And one guy in particular at every event sends me a message, and I'm all for it. Again, I mean, lack of a better phrase from me, that's above my pay grade. That's not my, those aren't my calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they very well may get worked in, which would be great. John said, nice work on the broadcast. Even enjoyed the flyovers, the edits, between shots. It flowed well. Enjoyed the Terry's cheesy comments, like letting the cat out of the bag. Uh, Doss did, uh, Doss at one point, essentially complain. He's like, wait, why do you get all your your puns and your cheesy lines in in the FPO? I'm like, I don't know. They must somehow present themselves better. But it seems like uh, sometimes uh, just that. They're they're in front of me a little bit more often. So, um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and sometimes they don't fit john if you're trying to make an argument argument with me that a pun or a cheesy saying isn't like a hundred percent spot on you're a hundred percent right there's no way we, for them to be uh i think that's part of the fun of them though we boo him in the control room sometimes <laughs> Mo sometimes cheers i sometimes the, hear him cheering there are a few we, we uh, it goes both ways you know th- there as are, it should there there are times that we all just shake our head like no terry a- absolutely not no that was not that was not a good one and there are times that we're all like that was bravo my bravo. best line of the weekend and, and i i i will take i will fall on a sword when i should and i will pat myself on the back when i want sometimes my best line i feel like because i got the props from brian schweberger who was watching was when the final round cap merch specifically had taken a birdie and immediately and then we put up the scorecard which i didn't know was coming we showed her taking a birdie and i said oh cap merch picking up a birdie uh that should help melt away the snowman on the previous hole and she had just taken an eight which popped up that was like 100 percent instantaneous like Melted on the fly i saw the eight and then i said oh she got a birdie i think i said she got a birdie that should help melt away the snowman from the previous hole because she had an eight that's solid i don't think that's a pun that's just a good no a i'm phrase. just saying well yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just saying sometimes there's a little bit of a stretch and sometimes they work but uh schwebby like that one so if i earn schwebby's respect something there i'm doing something right all right guys 
we don't expect you to respect us anymore. <laughs> we're so we're going to close it out before things get any more sideways. But we do appreciate, honestly, all of you guys joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed our conversation with Ricky Waisaki. It's always great to catch up with him. We hope all of our European competitors are traveling safely. I know a lot of them are leaving and they'll be coming back in a few weeks or in a few months or whatever the case might be. So it's been amazing having them here in in all the different divisions that they've been present. Uh, Thank you to the Pro Tour. Thank you to Dynamic Discs and all the sponsors and supporters and collaborators and uh, partners with the Pro Tour and Dynamic Discs for putting on the event the way they did as a PDGA Elite Series uh, event and the Disc Golf Pro Tour Elite Series. It was a lot of fun. Nice work to all the control room. And then maybe maybe most props to everyone, as always, should go out to all the cameraman hustling around eight hours a day, getting countless shots, even if they're getting shot blocked. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're trying to get as many shots as they can, and uh, they're hustling hard. So we love and appreciate all of them. For Johnny and myself, Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy, along with Ricky Waisaki and Ace Run Productions for their one disc, one tip with Andrew Marweed. We love you guys. Appreciate it. That's 401's After Show. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.